Hello again, wrestling fans, and welcome to episode number 142 of the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. Hopefully you uh, saw our uh, my solo episode this past Saturday. Uh, last uh, Thursday, we kind of were having some issues. Stephen was sick. My dog was sick. Had to go to the vet and stuff like that. So we weren't in a place to be able to uh, do a show, but we did uh, put out one on Saturday. So hopefully you did join in that. And you've also uh, kept up with Fantasy Warfare Tournament and also uh, This Week in History, which all premiered uh, earlier today and yesterday. And so we appreciate you being with us. I'm Sean from London, and we're uh, live right now on Twitch, YouTube, and uh, Facebook. And you can also hear us later on on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and anywhere else you get your podcasts from. So with that said, we're going to look at a lot of the stuff that's happened this past week, a couple of results from uh, the different TV shows, some news, and then we have to finish up with uh, some good news uh, growing uh, with the uh, Ontario scene and even beyond that. Uh, so a couple of things going on there and also a contest uh, that will be fan interactive on our uh, Facebook page coming up next month. But we can't get to any of that until we bring in Stephen O'Neill from Toronto. So, Stephen, how are you today? Um, good. Busy, but good. Because I have all of a sudden the slugging with Stephen O'Neill. I'm having quite a few wrestlers <laughs> message me <laughs> about the questions. So, bear with me for 30 seconds. Yeah, no problem. Uh, we already have our first comment from, I'm going to guess this was uh, our friend from last time, but under a different name, Scotty Spammer, using a lovely uh, Johnny Fairplay picture. And there's our response to Scotty Spammer. Okay, so while you're taking care of that, uh, this past Saturday, Impact Wrestling had no surrender. Um, a couple of... Uh, just the results that happened on that. DK beat Triple XL and Tennille Dashwood. Brian Myers and Hernandez ended up beating Eddie uh, Edwards and Matt Cardona. Uh, Jake something, surprisingly to me, beat Diener. I thought with uh, Diener having everybody with uh, violence by design in his corner, I uh, would have uh, definitely been able to take out Jake something. I think they're leading to a tables match uh, next week. Josh Alexander won a uh, triple threat revolver match to be the number one contender uh, for the X Division Championship. I didn't get to see this match, unfortunately. Uh, just the uh, rules for the match uh, seemed unique, where I think it was about seven different guys, seven or eight different guys involved with the match, and it was a triple nine. threat all the way through, sort of a gauntlet match. It was nine. It was nine. Okay. Um, it was, it, uh, God damn it people why why must you have we'll go over this later i'm just frustrated with wrestling this week <laughs> understandable so we'll uh, vent maybe off air or uh, on air depending on what happens uh so congratulations josh alexander being number one contender fire and flavor end up uh, retaining their tag team titles over havoc and nevea uh they got a breakup happening with uh havoc and nevea going on TJP retained the X Division Championship over Rahit Raju. 
Jordan Grace, Jazz, and ODB beat Diana Perrazzo, Kimberly, and Susan. The Good Brothers retained the tag team titles over Private Party and uh, Chris Saban, James Storm team in a uh, three-way that way. And Rich Swan defeated uh, Tommy Dreamer on his 50th birthday to retain the Impact Championship. So that was the results for uh, Impact Wrestling's No Surrender. Then the following night was NXT Vengeance Day. Five matches were on the uh, card. Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez ended up winning the Women's Dusty Cup by defeating Shotzi Blackheart and Amber Moon in a really good match. I don't think there was really a bad match on the whole card, but they are the first ever Women's uh, Dusty Cup uh, winners, and they earned not only the trophy, but also a matchup against the uh, WD Women's Tag Team Champions currently being held by Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, which we'll talk about the confrontation that happened last night. Johnny Gargano retained the North American Championship over Kushida. MSK defeated Grizzled Young Veterans to win the uh, Men's Dusty Cup Finals. Uh, Io Shirai uh, retained her women's championship, which I keep on wondering when she's going to drop it because I think it's time for her to move up. But she keeps on retaining every time, and she beat Tony Storm and Mercedes Martinez to retain. And the main event saw Finn Balor retain the NXT championship in a hard-fought battle uh, with a lot of uh, moves, emotion, drama, a lot of fundamentals in there. And he beat uh, Pete Dunne to retain. And then the, uh, Pete Dunne and everybody attacked Finn. And that's when Undisputed Era came out to make the save. They posed. And next thing you know, uh, Adam Cole is kicking Finn Balor. And then uh, taking out Kyle O'Reilly, leaving Roderick Strong wondering what the hell's going on. And that's how they ended up believing things uh, last Sunday at NXT Vengeance Day. So what was your thoughts on Vengeance Day? I'm pretty sure you picked up that one. Yeah, that, I mean, top to bottom, there was not a bad match, like you said. Uh, you actually missed something in the pregame. I don't know if we're going to talk about that in news. No, yeah, I missed on that one, but I think it does come up on news, but you can uh, mention that part. So Eli Drake showed up as LA Knight in the pregame. Still, it seems like very much the same Eli Drake, but now his name's right now L.A. Knight, which is really dumb. So I'm really hoping that they change it. Um, But I'm excited to see where this could go because I think he – I expect after WrestleMania there to be – Oh, quite a bit of movement up and down from NXT going up. Um, so I'm hoping with some of these um, new talents coming in, or it also looks like um, we should have a class announced. If they haven't announced it today, I didn't look. We should be having a new performance class anytime. So that will be very interesting to see um, how many, well, you'll know the the men and women who can, from what it sounds like, 
Taya Valkyrie, she doesn't need time not on NXT. So I could see answering your question when Io Shirai is going to lose the title. I expect the um, takeover of WrestleMania weekend because that's a nice send off for her to the main roster. Um, I mean, if LA Knight, Taya Valkyrie, Blake Christensen, who was on the No Surrender uh, pay per view this weekend, has signed yeah. with, which I, I has signed. Uh, it look from what it sounds like, there's like 24 people. We we hopefully one of the Buffalo brothers is in that class from what I assume if they've if they've trademarked a name trademark yeah if you trademark a name you're you're not not going to use it at, from at least what we would so I have no idea I'm just assuming that we should have some interesting names coming up in NXT and I think it needs it to freshen some things up and move some people who are way overdue up to the main roster to freshen the main roster up. Yeah, there's That's a lot of juggling that needs to happen because uh, they are getting a little stale. And it's amazing how even if the matches aren't the greatest and some of the storylines aren't the greatest, AEW, I'll give credit for that constantly yeah, mixes up their cards a lot so you're not getting the redundant uh, matches over and over again there are some here and there but you know when you have the roster that they have it's not been as noticeable should I say compared to WD. Uh just looking at some of the other uh, results uh, we'll run down uh, Raw, NXT and AEW from last night and then we'll dive into uh, the news uh, because some of it does reflect the news. Uh, Miz ended up opening Raw and uh, dropped out of the Elimination Chamber uh, match. He has the briefcase, so people were wondering that logic of why he's even in there. And so he tried to get Johnny Knight, or, sorry, what's his name? Uh, John Morrison uh, this week. John Morrison into uh, the match, and Kofi Kingston questioned that. So there was a matchup. Kingston ends up getting in, so he's taking Miz's spot. Uh, Riddle and Lucha House Party end up beating uh, the Hurt Business. MVP ended up getting injured, so he has to go to Dr. Andrews and get possibly some surgery on his knee. Uh, Bad so Bunny. he said, sorry, he, he did do a post on, I don't remember which, Instagram, whatever. He actually wasn't in uh, Alabama. He actually just got an MRI, and there's been no updates, so it seems like Someone, one of the dirt sheets put out that he had with in Alabama. He wasn't. Okay. He, yeah, that was the latest I had heard that he was in Alabama. So if he's corrected that, then uh, that's uh, good, I guess, in a way. But he was uh, on crutches noticeably on uh, Raw Talk. So hopefully it's not that bad. Uh, long time off. But he can still obviously uh, do hosting and managing anyways. Bad Bunny won the 24-7 title. He's going to be on Saturday Night Live uh, on Saturday. So who's to say that they don't uh, cross-promote that way? Because it is NBC. 
Oscar and Charlotte somehow won by disqualification against uh, Lacey and Peyton Royce. And Lacey refused to get in the match, announced that she's pregnant. Ric Flair's uh, wooing around the place like he actually is the father, even though he was claiming that they didn't have that sort of relationship. So I don't know where they're going and all that, but uh, Lacey is definitely going to be out. And that's why this weekend is so in question. I'll run down the uh, Elimination uh, Chamber card very shortly. Uh, Kofi, as I said, uh, beat Miz to get in. Shayna beat Lana in a match. And, of course, there was the gauntlet match to determine the last person entering the uh, Elimination Chamber for the Raw match. And AJ Styles beat Kofi. Then Drew beat AJ Styles. Drew uh, beat uh, Jeff Hardy. Orton got counted out after being distracted by Alexa Bliss, who did a Satanistic uh, promo trying to bring back uh, The Fiend. Hopefully that's uh, coming up soon. Yeah, would love to see a parent's reaction uh, coming into a room as their child watched Alexa Bliss in the middle of a uh, pentagram. But it is what it is. And, of course, Sheamus got the victory over Drew to uh, secure himself the last uh, spot in the uh, chamber coming out. Then last night on uh, NXT, Kyle O'Reilly came out, wanted answers from Adam Cole. Strong was trying to be uh, be in the middle. Finn Balor came out and wanted answers as well. They all three got attacked by uh, Dunn, Birch, and Orkin, and only Lurkin, which uh, set up the main event. Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon defeated Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell because of the distraction with, uh, what's his name, uh, Theory coming back after he was kidnapped and he's acting like he's been brainwashed and was on vacation and eating Fruit Loops and I don't know where that's going. But uh, Leon Ruff defeated uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott, who looks to be turning heel. Uh, Casey Canizero and Caden Carter beat Ali and uh, Aliyah and Jesse, and then Zaya Lee uh, confronted Casey and marked her hand and said there's going to be a purge next week. There was a Dusty Cup celebration uh, with both teams, but it was interrupted by Nia and Shayna, uh, who said March 3rd uh, they're going to defend their titles against uh, the winners, uh, Dakota Kai and Gonzalez. Uh, let's see. Kushida ended up being Tyler Rust uh, due to Malcolm uh, Bivens uh, forfeiting the match when he got, got him in the hoverboard. And Zoe Starks defeated Valentina Furras. And Pete Dunn, uh, Danny Birch, and Oni Larkin got the win. Adam Cole came out, uh, did a Ghostbuster to O'Reilly on the steps, and he sold it, uh, I guess, to the fact that people thought he had a seizure last night. But he said no, he was just selling. And uh, Finn Balor ended up getting uh, pinned and then super kicked by Cole again. And Cole uh, held the title uh, next to him as the show ended. So that was NXT. Over on uh, Dynamite, Matt Hardy and Adam Page beat Hybrid 2. And uh, Adam Page revealed that the contract he signed was for a Big money uh, match between him and Matt at the pay-per-view. And they're going to get their first quarter payments. Rio beat uh, Serena Deeb to advance in the women's uh, elimination tournament. Uh, 
training video for Shaq and Jade. It was a horrible uh, experience there. Orange Cassidy squashed Luther in under four minutes. Taz uh, blamed Sting for the snow going to Dallas, I mean, to Texas, and called out Sting, and they beat him up and gave him an actual power bomb, and he had to get checked out. So hopefully uh, things are okay with Sting uh, actually taking a bump. But uh, he took that from Brian Cage, and uh, yeah. Omega Callis and uh, Nazawa went and read uh, the children's book of the Young Bucks to uh, kindergarten kids. No big whoop there. They made fun of Tozawa and beat him up. Young Bucks uh, beat Santana, Santana and Ortiz. The inner circle uh, beat up uh, the Young Bucks afterwards. Meanwhile, uh, the Good Brothers and Omega were watching on and not uh, coming to the rescue. And then finally, uh, the Good Brothers did uh, get out there when Jericho and MJF had uh, the Bucks in their submission holds. And Jericho went after Papa Buck. No big whoop. Uh, Dory Funk Jr. was also uh, in attendance as a special guest. They announced that there's going to be a ladder match, much like Money in the Bank happening at the pay-per-view, but the winner's getting a TNT shot. FTR beat Matt and Mike Seidel. They went to cut uh, Mike's hair, and there came Lucha. Uh, yeah, Luchasaurus in a new mask, Marco Stunt and Jungle Boy. And the main event saw Moxley and Lance Archer beat Eddie Kingston. Uh, Phoenix was also on their team, sorry. Beat Eddie Kingston, Butcher, and Blade. And decent uh, tag team match there uh, with Paragon Shift being hit on Kingston for the victory. And then the Good Brothers and Moxley uh, attacked Moxley, and Omega uh, chose a stipulation for their match, which is going to be an exploding barbed wire death match happening at the pay-per-view. And you asked me my opinion on that. Go for it. So, so it's all garbage wrestling now. Clearly, an exploding barbed wire match. What the sweet motherfucking Christ! So apparently, all the ropes come down. And the ropes get replaced by barbed wire, and the term and uh, the ring posts become explosive. And yeah, welcome to Deathmatch from Japan coming to North America. Meanwhile, John Moxley's uh, pregnant wife, Renee Paquette, is going explosive barbed wire deathmatch. Yeah. So, here's the thing. No, this, this sounds dumb. I don't. I don't have a big problem with the ladder, the the revolutional things. Um, um I, the ladder match thing sounds kind of interesting. It could be. Interesting. The the stupid ass money, big money match. You're like, what the Christ is this? And then you got an exploding barbed wire jerk off on each other's faces. That's how you win, I guess. I don't, like, I just don't get it. Yeah. They, like, 
I get kind of what they want. Yeah, other matches that are going to happen at Revolution include the Young Bucks against Jericho and MJF for the titles. Uh, Taz's team with uh, Cage and Starks are going to do their Cinemac match with Darby Allen and Sting. And, of course, there's the uh, finals of the Women's Eliminator, or the winner of the uh, Eliminator going against Sheeta for the title. But here's my problem with all this. You're taking guys who, like, if you really wanted to have a grudge feud match, why can't why couldn't you do like a steel cage match to keep people out? Why are you going to this crazy ass extreme for no particular reason? I I, I know you have no. I have the numbers for last night's two oh, shows. Perfect. Dynamite drew seven forty seven. Uh, take uh, NXT drew seven thirteen. No, dynamite was dynamite was up point eight percent, and NXT was up twenty twenty eight percent. Yeah, because uh, last week uh, a lot of things were down due to uh, the impeachment. So yeah, but like I can't wait for Saturday for the experience to come out for Jim Cornette to scream and yell because this is going to be great <laughs> about this. If they had a reason to get it to where you need to have a steel cage because keep people keep interfering. But to skip multiple, multiple steps and go to a, an exploding barbed wire death match. Have you ever seen Cactus Jack and Terry Funk in, in their exploding Barbara, the explosion looks fake. Unless one of these people are dead and are never coming back, this is dumb. Yep. But that's what we have to look forward to. So no, 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 I won't watch it. Not well, a chance. Understandable. So let's move away from uh, that stupidity and let's dive into some news. Um, some sad news. Uh, Tom Cole uh, took his life uh, this past week. He was a WWF ring boy when he was uh, 14, 15 years old, and he was assaulted or claimed to be assaulted uh, by Terry Garvin, Mel Phillips, and Pat Patterson, along with a few others uh, claiming, making the same claims. Uh, there was a lawsuit in 92 uh, that launched against the WWE for uh, it, and it even en ended up by an appearance on the Phil Donahue show, uh, which you can find on YouTube. And um, that's one of the only times I can recall or think of seeing Vince McMahon and Dave Meltzer side by side on the same stage was on that Donahue show. And uh, they ended up getting rid of the three guys, uh, settled at a court. Pat Patterson came back. The other ones didn't. And... That's how that basically ended. But, of course, unfortunately, I guess uh, Tom Cole still uh, suffered from PTSD, depression, and everything as a result of that. And, unfortunately, at the age of 50, he took his life. 
Tom's brother, uh, Lee, uh, lashed out at, on Twitter against uh, Vince and Linda, saying that they knowingly hired pedophiles and uh, molesters and that they should be ashamed of themselves and he's going to find legal way of doing it and hope that they can sleep well knowing what's going on with the brother and uh, with his brother. But I don't know. Your thoughts on the whole thing? We weren't there. It, where we, I mean, we weren't there. The exactly. legal process has played out. It sucks that someone's taken their own life, especially in the recent weeks for me. But, I mean, what are we going to do? You can't. It's we weren't there. It's we can't be the judge and jury and executioner for these people for things that happened in the nineties. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, and I guess one of the triggers was also uh, for Tom was with Pat's passing. How much praise he's been getting uh, from the wrestling world about everything besides that. And nobody acknowledged that type thing. But, you know, it's what, like the what, Benoit thing. How do you... What are you going to say? Put a footnote in everything? Like, I get it, but you also... That's very complicated. Yeah. All right. Well, what, so, else, what else do you have? Yeah. Uh, Kevin Owens says, once again, he's determined to jump off the pirate ship at Raymond James Stadium. He vowed to do that last year, but with them not being at the stadium and being at the performance center he ended up jumping off the logo instead and hurt his uh, foot but do you think he's going to make it to wrestlemania to jump off the pirate ship this year i really i know he wants his wrestlemania moment unless uh, this i'm gonna unless it makes sense don't do it don't just do it because you want to that's my concern if it's not going to make sense, don't do it. Yeah, how do you get yourself into a match that gets away from the ring through the uh, seating all the way to the pirate ship that is there? Uh, and here's the other thing. With COVID, you, I, I don't expect there to be any matches in WrestleMania that will spill into the crowd. Yep. So unless you're blocking off the ship area with I just I don't know how it gets there. Yeah. But maybe they incorporate the entrance with the pirate ship somehow and that keeps people away. And I, yeah, that but again, just don't do it because like if it makes sense, cool. But if you just want to do it because you just want to do it, please don't. Yep. Uh, so Lacey Evans has said in uh, the um, raw results uh, said that she's pregnant and we want to congratulate her husband uh, Alfonso and her for uh, the forthcoming of their child. But I guess she's not going to be totally off TV. They're going to play it up for a while. But what that does with Sunday's match against Oscar, they now have to figure that out. Ooh, I have a few ideas. Fire away. Well. Obviously, Lacey Evans can't wrestle. So why not bring in some people potential? You could go Rhea Ripley. 
as a hired gun. I was also thinking, well, if you could use Taya Valkyrie as a hired gun, if she signed, what about Tessa Blanchard? That's a way to introduce Tessa Blanchard as a hired gun. Mm-hmm. If, if WWE wants to sign her. Uh, who was the other one? I'm, I'm drawing sure. a blank on the other name. Uh, the the redhead that used to um, oh Eva Marie, yeah. Supposedly they've had her sign since the September, fall. I think. Unless you're holding her off for this for a particular reason, I mean, there's you, if you're paying her, might as well use her. Yeah, so hopefully they make an announcement soon about what's going on. Uh, Chris Jericho's wife was seen and had even taken pictures at the insurrection protest that uh, happened at the U.S. Capitol in Washington on January 8th. So for, yeah, interesting that she was there. Uh, Jericho always claims that he's not political, but maybe his wife is, but they also donated money to Trump. So I'm not overly surprised when she uh, when they donated money to Trump that she's actually there, though it doesn't sound like she ended up making her way into the Capitol. So that's I guess an upside. I mean, nothing surprises me from COVID Jer- Jericho. So uh, this past Tuesday, Young Rock debuted on NBC and City TV here in Canada at 8 p.m. It was set in four different uh, time eras. Uh, the Rock as a child, a teenager, and in college, and also in 2032 when he's actually running for president. And uh, the, this, these stories are being told as part of an interview uh, for the presidential candidate, it appears. Um, so for me, I felt it unfolded like uh, WD story time, except for with real-life people instead of cartoons. And so you got three different stories in that half hour, seven to eight minutes in total uh, for each story. I kind of like the way the actors uh, were portraying the uh, people that they were supposed to. They did pretty accurate with uh, Sheik and the uh, Wild Samoans. Andre, you're going to have a little bit of difficulty with, but I think they did okay with the guy that they got for Andre. I look forward to seeing uh, where things go from there. But I'm not sure if I'm liking the idea of three different stories throughout the half hour. Maybe do a whole half hour with at one age, uh, eventually. But are you going to ask me my opinion on it? I was thinking so, but you didn't watch it, and you warned me. Yeah, about I was going to say I was washing my hair. It was the day I had. To, it was the night I had to wash my hair. So yeah. it honestly looks dumb. I watched the trailer, and I no, it looks it looked dumb to me. And it just—it's bad enough. I have to watch two hours of dumb wrestling on Wednesdays. I don't want to have to suffer through a different. So, yeah, understandable. Yeah. My, I, I, I wanted to give it a few weeks to see if it's even going to be make it through. You know, a few weeks of being on TV before they pull it. Yeah, understandable. My only question though is, with the fact that they're setting it in 2032 and he's running for president. Is this almost like a 
winking a nod to everybody that he's planning on running at that time because he's talked about uh, going for presidency. And a lot of people would say that they would vote for him uh, even this past year if he had been in it. Uh, fuck. Ugh. Another celebrity going for president. Ronald Reagan had an eight-year uh, run in uh, the White House. So NXT Evolve show is in the works with NXT uh, going to USA uh, last year. It kind of became the third brand, as everybody knows it uh, to be. And so it kind of took away from the developmental aspects that it was originally intended to be. And so now that they have the Evolve brand, uh, they've... Uh, that will serve as a outlet for the newer talent to get experience and uh, make their way up through the system. And I guess uh, Gabe Sapolsky, who actually owned Evolve, and uh, who is Jeremy Borash, are said to be in charge of uh, that element. And they recorded a very different style of production. There's no launch date yet, but your thoughts on the uh, NXT Evolve? I mean, I'm potentially excited because I believe it's going to, from what I understood, it's NXT for NXT. So if it's literally for up-and-comers, I'm going to use just random people that I hope are signed. Like, you wouldn't need, LA Knight wouldn't need to be on that, or a Tyra Vaccari, but you could have for a short term a Daniel Garcia, a Tyler Rust, uh, Leon Ruff. Uh, uh, is it a Zayas yeah, Swerve. Swerve Scott? Guys who I still think need probably a little bit extra time. Don't get me wrong, I love Daniel Garcia, but probably before he gets to the main NXT. A little bit of extra time on TV, getting his that TV timing, the yeah. true WWE, how they do things. I don't. It would, think almost, it would almost be uh, probably equivalent to what AEW Dark is to AEW, because a, a lot of people who are being at least looked at, and possibly jobbing most of the time, but they're being kept on dark. And then if they uh, impress, then they've been brought into uh, AEW Dynamite. So it could be the same sort of uh, feel and aspect for that. Not sure. Uh, I think how it's going to be a little bit. There. I think it, instead of it just being random indie guys, it's going to be just guys in the performance, guys and gals in the performance. Like I think, um, who I'm trying to think, I think guys like Kushida who are getting lost, or Dexter, Lo- Dexter Loomis who are getting lost in the NXT shuffle would be perfect. They'd almost be like the veteran to help where they could bounce between the two brands for short periods of time, say a three month period, or if a guy in XT wants to try a new character or girl, it'd be perfect for them to go to NXT Evolve where it's going to just be on the network and they can get some 
to see where they can play with the character and get that. Um, can also be a place for when uh, people are injured, uh, make their way back to and come through there. I mean, I would see more NXT people, if they're injured, will go there. I would love to see WWE use NXT more for when guys are injured. They're main stars. Put them in NXT for three, four, five, six weeks, whatever it takes for them to get their ring feet back under them and let then move them back up. And for NXT, it'd be perfect for NXT Evolve. Guys who need three, four, five, six, whatever, weeks of um, rehab, of getting their ring feet back under them. You could have guys like, I'm going to use Tyson Dukes. You sign him, you put him in NXT Evolve as a trainer slash producer slash wrestler. Look what he's done with the Wrestle Factory. Exactly. You don't need, they don't all need to be up and comer like green as grass. But if you say you, I'm just going to use guys that we know as Ontario indie guys, a Tyson Dukes and a Jim Strider. Strider's the future. You get them started in NXT, evolve with Tyson Dukes. Dukes puts them over. That sends Jim Strider to NXT on the upswing. Then you drop Dukes into the next guy. And you just find a, a female the same. You get two, I'd say, two veteran guys, two veteran women to work with the young guys. Make them, make them good. Send them on. I love yep. Gabe Sobolski. I love Jeremy Borash. But you need guys in the ring, guys and girls who can do both. Like, I think if – sorry, I'm going to rant – uh, WWE had Evolve, you wouldn't see Ty Conti being in AEW right now because she would have been probably put in NXT Evolve. Yeah, probably. Who else WWE released that they probably, I think if they had out of that, uh, anyone at, really out of that NXT could go into there. Look at a Bo Dallas. What is he doing? He's sitting at home. There's a guy that you could drop in. So, I mean, I'm excited because this is supposed to be the NXT for NXT. So, yeah, there's a lot young, of possibilities. So, if it's be young people, like up and comers who've just signed to the Performance Center, I'm excited. It might be some tough matches to watch if they're like super, super new. So, but I'm willing to give it a shot. So I'm excited. So carrying on, Braun Strowman uh, is dealing with blood infection issues. Uh, he's gained weight, dropped weight, water weight. Uh, so that's why we haven't seen him uh, too often. Hoping uh, he gets better soon. Uh, could even play a factor in Sunday, depending on what's going on. And also there's talk that he might be uh, programming with Shane McMahon uh, down the road. God forbid. Game Changer Wrestling uh, is presenting Bloodsport 5 this Saturday featuring John Moxley versus Davey Boy Smith Jr. in a battle of uh, the undefeated guys uh, in Bloodsport. New Japan went to Impact with Finjuice, uh, making their uh, debut on Impact this past week. 
Uh, that is Juice Robinson and David Finley. And Deanna Perrazzo can be added to the list of stars uh, dealing and being stalked by fans. This guy, uh, who I'm still not going to name any names and give them anything uh, name-wise, but he is from Germany and has also went after Jordan Grace, Rachel Ellering, uh, Leva Bates, and uh, Veda Scott. Once again, like I ranted last week, guys, get your head out of your pants. Stop thinking you have a shot with these women and let them be people that you just watch on TV. Anyways. Well, not just that. If you want to send a wrestler a gift, be a you fan. never send it to their fucking home. No. Not a fucking chance. You send it to their P.O. box, to the performance center. There's lots of things. You don't just send weird-ass shit to people's homes. Some of them have even tracked down their parents' houses. Yeah, that's 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 even crazier. So I gave a local, well, an Ontario Indies guy. His girlfriend was pregnant. I made a little fucking onesie for with their gimmick name. And but I let the person know ahead of time. I asked them. I don't. Uh, and I said I don't want to sound this to sound like it's a cra like something crazy. But would you think it's odd if I – and they were like, no, that's cool. But I, if they would have said, no, it's odd, I would have been like, cool. Like, you can't be sending fucking shit to people's homes or looking down there, looking up their parents' address and sending it there. Oh, my God. You guys are going to get us fucking wrestling people. Oh, and the thing Jesus. is, in your case, you actually approach them and they see you physically, not – Somebody spying and like the dude who thinks he's married to uh, Alexa Bliss and threatening her fiance and all this other bullshit that's going on. Like, guys, like I said, get your head to your pants and just treat them like human beings and like be a fan. I get that. But when you're going over a line like that, that's just ridiculous. Uh, tomorrow night on SmackDown, uh, the guys, six guys who are going to be in the Elimination Chamber are going to be in a six-man tag with Corbin, uh, Us uh, Jay Uso, and Sami Zayn teaming to go against uh, Cesaro, Kevin Owens, and Dana Bryan. Alicia Black and uh, Andrade have uh, been missing uh, on WWE TV since October. Uh, Dave Meltzer is reporting that Vince is not impressed with them, and since Heyman is out of power, they really don't have anybody in their corner being a cheerleader for them. So who knows if and when uh, Andrade or Aleister Black will be back on TV. I uh, mentioned about MVP. Uh, Braun Strowman uh, says he's not impressed by Parker uh, Devereaux. And this could also just be a lot of uh, public bantering to get him into a program with uh, Parker when it comes time because a lot of people think that's going to be a dream match with their sizes. Uh, have you seen uh, Parker Devereaux? Yeah, he or looks Parker. impressive, but let's not rush him to the main roster. This is what would NXT Evolve would be for. You start him there, you then move him to... Yeah, you. he's never... He. Everyone's comparing him to Brock Lesnar. Even Brock Lesnar in OPW. 
he oh Brock Lesnar started in OVW. This Parker is going to start in NXT. I don't. I hope he starts on this Evolve NXT Evolve show. Slowly brings it up to NXT, and then so if we're talking a year, sit or a year and a half, two years, I'm okay with that. If like like Rick Steiner's son is part of this class too, it sounds like, and Lord, he looks like his dad, but. I don't like they're still years away. People need to the social media stuff needs to relax just a touch. Yeah, let them uh, get built up and that's an easy uh, place where they can uh, build those uh, initial rivalries like we saw in OVW with uh, the four guys who were there, Orton, Batista, uh, Cena and uh, uh, Brock where they had all their experience that way, and then when they brought it to main roster, they kept on doing what they knew how to work with people. Exactly. So, But people need to pump the brakes a little bit on this Parker guy going right to, um, to the main roster. I think Dominic Mysterio should be back in NXT. Yeah. But I get why he's not because Ray. That's why Ray signed, and that, there's a little politics in there. But that's cool. It's not cool, but I get it. But yeah. like, let let's pump the brakes on some like on some of these wrestlers. I could see an LA Knight being up on the main roster pretty quickly. Um, Taya Val Taya Valkyrie would end up on the main roster pretty quick. But any of these guys who aren't real, who have put a lot of time in to the the wrestling, let's pump the brakes a little, guys. That's why. Just watch some AEW. You see what green wrestlers look like. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Teddy Hart is back in jail. Shocking. Uh, he was uh, caught with evading uh, arrest. Injured a person who uh, is either disabled or elderly. That's part of the charge. Uh, so no details on that one. And he was caught in possession of illegal drugs. Are we surprised by this with Teddy Hart? No. It's no. unknown how long he'll be in jail for this time. Bye, Teddy. You yeah. had a wrestling career. Bye. Yeah, that was on. Uh, he was with MLW, I thought. Uh, Sammy Guevara, speaking of people that are... Oh, Lord, Sammy. <sighs> he left the inner circle last week. And they sent him to uh, uh, Impact, and somehow along the way from going to Florida to Nashville, he found out the creative, balked at it, apparently, to the point where Don Callis is like, you're not welcome here, quickly called uh, Jericho and Tony Khan to go, what's up with this guy? By the time he arrived and actually tried to propose another direction with his character, he gets a call from Jericho saying, uh, -uh come back home to Florida. You're not welcome there anymore because apparently he's banned. There's talk that there might have been, have been a sore spot between uh, the relationship between AEW and Impact, but that probably is not the case. It's just impact and 
Sammy Guevara who have the actual issues. But what do you think of this stupidity? So he, I don't know how much you follow Impact. Black Taurus from AAA is now in the spot with the K where they were going to put Sammy Guevara. They were going to put Sammy Guevara as part of Decay. Yeah, no, I don't no. That would just be a total character change for him. Yeah. So them. from what I understand, Guevara just wanted to know Tony Khan and Don Callis. Uh, the first idea was shot down by Tony Khan. The second, he agreed, he liked. He, Jericho called Guevara on the way and said, this is the plan. Guevara sent a text to Impact saying, could we modify it a little bit? Because this doesn't seem part of what I would do. Impact then put on their baby diapers and called Chris Jericho and was like, he wants to change our plans. And then Jericho was like, okay, Sammy, just come back. As Sammy was showing up to the building, Don Callis told him he wasn't welcome. And now, who knows what's going to happen with... I would assume it's just... And I don't have a problem. If if the the it comes out that they were legit going to put him in decay... Then I can understand that. What? I don't understand um, why... I get why they wanted Sammy Guevara over in NX or in uh, Impact, but he's not going to be. They're not going to put a championship on him. No. So unless I could have seen him go in a violence by design, doesn't really fit his character, but something like that. I I don't. They could put him in with the X division, but that not. would make too much sense. Yeah. So, hey, at least he may have saved himself from get, getting sent to Impact ever again. So I guess there's the upside to that. Uh, Damian Priest is well-liked backstage, uh, though, and he's impressing people even in the office, though some people are uh, a little bit jealous that he's teaming with Bad Bunny and getting the spot at WrestleMania uh, that they probably would have liked, not necessarily Bad Bunny, but just a spot on WrestleMania and a featured match. Uh, so at least he's uh, doing at least something different than what every other uh, call-up has done uh, from NXT to, uh, to the main roster. And he actually has something going for him. I actually hate him with Bad Bunny. Understandable. You have, Let's get real. He's a potential star in WWE. And I get it what they're trying to do to give him like this a lot of extra press with Bad Bunny and this whole WrestleMania match, but I actually think it might be doing a disservice because it's coming off a little jokey. I would much rather have seen... I don't know. I just feel like there's something else they could have done. Um... Well, and then you got Rikishi yeah, now training a uh, little Bow Wow. Yeah, th this is the problem right now. Everyone thinks that they should be 
Um, a wrestler, and they're not. Yeah. It's it's the only thing that's actually uh, still operational, really, in the entertainment world that uh, is not as restrictive as maybe doing a movie and stuff like that. But no concerts are happening, so that's why all this is happening, which is not the best, mind you. The 2021 Hall of Fame uh, looks to be taking place at the uh, Thunderdome during WrestleMania week. Uh, WD Corporate Jet was seen flying to Abu Dhabi uh, this past week. They have been uh, there, haven't been there in a year, and could they be trying to figure out a way to get there and do a show or more? Because if they're going to make that trip, they might as well do a whole uh, whack load of tapings and then uh, have to quarantine uh, to come back. Uh, so. They had a lot of money on the table with that uh, deal, so who knows what's going on with that. Lashley said to be a fan of or enjoying working with Riddle due to their uh, MMA background. Riddle, I guess, uh, nearly broke some of Lashley's ribs with a kick, but they're able to go a lot stiffer with each other uh, compared to others uh, in the business it looks like uh, Carlito is done with WD uh, after uh, just his match on Raw and being part of the uh, Royal Rumble. Uh, there was talk that he was a shoe-in to have a contract over th- after a three-week uh, sort of probation, but that I guess they didn't come to terms of what he's looking for, so he's uh, moved along. Bailey said that she wants to work with Io Shirai and uh, – if she does and goes after the NXT title, that would be the first time in five years for her doing that. Uh, the forbidden door that they keep on talking about with AEW opening up to everybody. Tony Khan was on a uh, podcast saying that the door is open for Vince McMahon and is begging him to come down to Jacksonville. I think this is sort of their end game in a way to do that. Um, because I've always questioned with all these forbidden doors opening with Impact and AAA and New Japan, what does AEW benefit from it? They really don't get much exposure. But if they were to ever convince uh, WWE to uh, come to the door and walk in together, then that's where AEW actually benefits. And I don't think that will ever happen. None of it benefits uh, WWE. No. I see, and I'm thinking AEW's end game right now with the impact and some of that is. I almost wonder if Tony Khan's going to buy Impact and merge them. Uh, there, which I think would be interesting. With I'm assuming that there's going to be, um, there's got to be a couple. Like he's not going to buy. Triple uh, A. He's not going to buy New Japan, but if he can get Impact, and there really only being two companies other than ROH to work for here in um, in North America, it will be very interesting to see things how things work a lot more. But I mean, I'm interested on where this could go, but I don't 
I don't trust them. Yeah. And uh, finally, WD is asking uh, for more uh, third-party mentions and all that to be ceased. Now extending to Twitter and uh, Instagram, and especially not having anything mentioned, like even charities, I guess. Uh, so, I don't know. So the whole image and licensing thing, I guess, uh, still rearing, rearing its head that's happened since October. But, uh, yeah, that's about all the news uh, for this week. Just going to look at uh, this weekend's Elimination Chamber. Uh, really not much to talk about on it because the match with for the United States Championship, Bobby Lashley against Riddle and Keith Lee, I guess is up in the air with Keith Lee not even being around this past weekend uh, on Monday night. So it could end up being just a singles match. If it does happen, what's your thoughts on it? I would ask. Assume the way they're setting this up for it to be there to be a new champion, but I, I don't know. I I would think that Riddle's going to win it, but I mean WWE changes their mind every two seconds on how they want things to work. So I mean, I would I'm guessing. Matt Riddle to win, but I also don't know if this match is even going to happen. Yeah. Um, with the injury, and so I don't know if they postpone it or what they do because I don't. I don't know. Yeah. It, see, in my case, if this match was to happen, I was uh, going to say Keith Lee picks up the title by beating Riddle, and that way that allows Bobby Lashley to get a rematch at say. Fast lane as they build him up maybe towards uh, going after Drew McIntyre and the world title because he's been quite dominant. But, yeah, that's up in the air. Uh, as mentioned earlier, Asuka against Lacey Evans for the Raw Women's Championship. That's now a no-go with Lacey being pregnant. Uh, so where that uh, goes, hopefully they uh, say a new contender. And I'm going to go over to here again. But the matches that we do definitely know about on SmackDown, the uh, six are going to be Cesaro, Daniel Bryan, Kevin Owens, Jay Uso, Baron Corbin, and Sami Zayn, with the winner getting a title match against Roman Reigns that same night. Who do you think comes out on top? Either Daniel Bryan or Cesaro. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, possibly, uh, ooh, I'm going to say it'll be uh, Daniel Bryan because of the fact that they've built him up for having a match, and I think they can hold off a little bit longer on Cesaro uh, getting the uh, matchup. That way he's uh, built up bigger. But either way, I don't think it matters who uh, comes out because – Rowan Reigns is going to be still champion going into WrestleMania, presumably against Edge. And what about the uh, Raw side with the WWE Championship? Actually on the line, Drew McIntyre defending against, uh, well, Kofi Kingston instead of Miz. Randy Orton 
AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, and Sheamus coming in last. Oh, I've got Drew McIntyre. See, this is where I'm torn. If I'm WWE, I have Drew McIntyre losing this match to either, Sh I'd assume Sheamus, or he wins it, The Miz comes out, cashes it in, leading to the WrestleMania rematch. But I don't trust them, so I'm going Drew McIntyre. Yeah, I can yeah. see that whole thing. Uh, at the same time, you got Fastlane still in the way. It would have made uh, sense to do that. Uh, so, yeah, I got to go with uh, Drew McIntyre as well. Uh, just keep the two champions strong going into WrestleMania. Uh, but at the same time, it, if Drew does lose it, he could get his WrestleMania moment by winning the title back. So well, that's where I'm thinking that they could go, but I I would have thought they would have done it with Brock Lesnar, have Brock Lesnar win the title, and have him have his WrestleMania moment again. But it's not going to happen. I, I don't. I'm assuming that it's going to be Drew McIntyre. Yeah. So that is this Sunday on uh, pay-per-view. Now, that would be where we would normally probably end our show. But I got a, uh, a couple things that I've been working on this week. And uh, I'm going to present this now. Uh, got a commercial for starters. We can talk about the ending of the commercial and then lead into the other interactive part. Stephen has not seen this or knows this. Yeah. If you want a variety of wrestling news and history, look no further than the Scumbags of Wrestling family of shows. On Wednesday nights at 6 p.m., join Sean, Stephen, and Jonesy as we look for the best of the best and break it all down in a unique tournament format on Fantasy Warfare Tournament. Then, Thursdays at noon, take a look back at the rich history of our great sport with This Week in History. We live title changes, births, deaths, and some of the best events of all time. Finally, join us for the latest in wrestling news, show results, and predictions Thursday nights at 8 p.m. for the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. The Scumbags Wrestling can be found on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and Instagram, along with our audio versions on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. We're a proud part of the Ontario Indie Wrestling Podcast Network and the Johnners Podcast Network. I just you, saw you weren't going to tell me about that. Yeah, I was going to, but I didn't have time. Uh, so Stephen's reaction, uh, I saw it down below as that played. Uh, he definitely knows that we're a part of the Ontario Indie uh, Wrestling Podcast Network, which includes. Uh, guys like uh, George Mackay, Justin Gimelate, uh, and also Ryan Knight, and a whole slew of others. I'm just going to put that picture up there for a second. Uh, you see a lot of the shows that are here. Uh, Easy E's part of it. Uh, there's What You Talking Boot, uh, MLW Rewind. There's all the shows that we have. Good morning. The, good morning. It's the Good Brother Morning, which is actually hilarious those guys kill me so those are the shows that we uh definitely are part of with the ontario indie wrestling podcast network but 
a couple of the guys, Justin and uh, Brian and George, got a part of the Johnners uh, podcasting network, and that's over in the United Kingdom. So I looked into it. I reached out to uh, John Scott, who is uh, the runner of uh, Johnners podcasting network, and just wondered, hey, what's up? How do you get involved? And he asked for a sample of our shows. He thought it was awesome. Uh, it was definitely something unique and different than what uh, some of the other ones are doing, especially with uh, This Week in History and, of course, the Fantasy Warfare Tournaments. Uh, not many people are doing anything on that style. So it is a unique opportunity for us to go over uh, and send our stuff over to the UK. We're spreading our wings uh, along with the rest of the guys from the uh, Ontario uh, side of things. And so Ontario's taking over the UK, or at least putting a footprint over there. Hopefully we can uh, share their stuff uh, with our uh, network over here and uh, just make the world a bigger place uh, and lots to go on. So if you are listening as part of the Johnners Podcast Network, thank you. Welcome to the Scumbags of Wrestling Podcast. The Scumbags of Wrestling, we're available on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram. Join our group. There's many things that you can be involved with, and uh, we're very interactive. And, gosh, if you want to be a part of the podcast, let us know. And we're starting off November. Um, why did I almost say November? We're starting off March with our third annual March Madness. This is the part that Stephen does know about because we were talking yeah. about it today. Uh, this is the third annual uh, Ontario Indie Wrestling March Madness Tournament. Uh, the last two years I've run this. Uh, it's an everyday uh, vote on our Facebook page. And it's 31 days of voting. And it's been 32 people involved. And the last two years, both have been won by Tyson Dukes, London's own and the uh, owner of the Tyson Dukes Wrestle Factory. So is somebody going to step up and defeat Tyson this year? We'll have to wait and find out. But we put it out there this week of getting ideas of who should be in this week's uh, this month's tournament. And we're getting a lot of response from uh, people adding names. That it's going to be up to 64 with a double vote each day that Stephen and I are going to be uh, organizing. And that'll start March 1st. And I believe it ends with the results happening on April 1st, if everything times out the way it should, uh, especially the way it would normally with a 32-man uh, tournament. So uh, on, on this show. And it will uh, – well, we are going to do a separate, I think, Fantasy Warfare tournament. No, version. no, no. We're going to announce the winner of this on the show because March, April 1st is a Thursday. Oh, true. Yes, Uh I, I just looked. So, so that will be announced on the show. We'll hopefully even try and reach out to the uh, potential winners, uh, at least the final four, and uh, see if they're available to be a part of it. And uh, we're looking at doing a Fantasy Warfare tournament version and we'll reach out to some of our podcasting uh, friends to, to get a wide arraignment of uh, information and points of view, not just our own. And so we'll have two different versions of this going on, and we'll see who comes out on top. Every Thursday, Stephen and I will do a recap of 
what the week's votings were and where uh, people stand in the tournament. So watch the uh, Facebook page, get involved, vote every day and see if somebody can dethrone Tyson Dukes or if Tyson's going to reign supreme for a third year over Ontario. Thoughts on that, Stephen? I think it's going to be an exciting March uh, with this Johnners podcasting network. That just blew my mind. Um, I mean, I think it's going to be fun. I think we're going to expose the UK to some of the talent that they've never seen before that they should have heard about. And I, like you said, I hope that we can get some of the our UK brethren on our shows so they can talk about what's going on in England and the UK. And I think this is what, uh, I think we had Holden Albright on, what, six weeks ago, five yeah, weeks ago? Yeah, just before Christmas. Yeah, and about collaborating. And this is what I'm sure he means. This is going to expose talent uh, when we have interviews and stuff with them and talking to them about our um, who we are, what our point of views are, the fantasy warfare, the we have a lot going on. So I'm very excited um, with getting like this entire uh, the Ontario Indie. I don't know how many. I know Von Vertigo has been over in England. Brent Banks, the Pillars, yeah. but this is going to get guys who may not have ha got the chance yet to get their names out there, out there and get searched. And so, I really do hope a lot of the Ontario indie guys that we and gals both um, that are part of the '64. When we reach out, I really do hope a lot of you will even a minute interview to get your names out there to go to across the UK. I mean, I know me and Sean will be reaching out to a lot of you, so I'm really hoping that we can get. I know we were talking off air, and this might be too early, but me and Sean were talking about us two and getting Ryan Knight or someone to join us to do a preview of the 60, the tournament. So I know we'll be reaching out, hopefully, and getting some interviews. And so I, I'm excited. I think as much as 2020 and early 2021 has been a shit show, I'm excited now. This is this is going to be a fun month, I think. And I think if we get up to our 64 ahead of time, we can do a um, early draw and also reach out to the. Uh, contenders and try and piece together a separate show it will be put up on uh, february 28th previewing what's going to happen starting march 1st with this so uh help us finish off our 64 so that we can put together the best show possible for the 28th so get on our if Facebook. we haven't i know i can speak for sean if we haven't got all 64 by the the friday so what that would be the 25th, me and Sean will just round out the whatever's needed because. Yeah. And then we we'll need... end up doing a uh, pre-record for the draw so we know who's going to go against each other and hope that the talent will cut promos on each other uh, 
to do to set that up and we'll splice it together for a special show on the 28th regardless yeah let's let's hope we can get if we can fill up the tournament by hopefully by sunday the 21st that would be amazing give us some time to work on things sooner we can get the 64 the better for me it is honestly it is for me and sean because that gives us a little more time to prepare some stuff yeah and make it the really awesome uh march because you know this is what we uh, are left to do because we'd love wrestling and we're in quarantine uh, or somewhat, depending on what your zone is, but there's no live shows, so we're going to make the best we can, highlight some people, get uh, some names out there still. Wrestling still exists, even in COVID, and we just have to find uh, various ways of making it happen. And Chad uh, Peterson, thank you very much for the love. Uh, we'll be... Uh, making sure we put out the best possible shows. And like I said, for those over in the UK, sit back, go back and uh, check out some of our fantasy warfare tournaments. If you're a fan of history, you will love what we have to offer you. So before we get out of here, Stephen, anything last that you want to say? Well, there's two things I want to go over with you before we bail. Yeah. One is this week's fantasy warfare. So, this week we're talking about um, Black uh, Black History Month. So this week is all about um, the sixteen. What me and Sean and Jonesy have determined the sixteen best African American wrestlers, their career from start to finish. So here's the matchups that we're looking at. Rufus R. Jones versus Ernie Ladd. Kofi Kingston versus Butch Reed. Brickhouse Brown versus Kamala. Two Cold Scorpio versus Coco Beware. Rocky Johnson versus Junkyard Dog. Booker T versus Jay Lethal. Sweet Daddy Seeky versus Ron Simmons. Thunderbolt Patterson versus The Rock. So you're going to see guys... Who like Coco Beware? A lot of people only remember him in the WWE. He actually has quite a career before getting to the WWE, so I'm I'm excited to talk about that. And then my other thing, my other project that I've been working on is Sluggin with Stephen O'Neill featuring, and this week was Holden Albright. No, yes, it was Holden. I'm trying to I get all confused with how we tape things. Um, it's on cwnonline.ca. Uh, cwnonline.ca. It drops every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Um, so far, I've had Anthony Kingdom James, Von Vertigo, Sebastian Suave. Jim Strider. Jim Strider. Holden Albright. Am I missing anyone? Nope. Okay, yeah, it's been five weeks. It Things are blurred. So I'm excited to hopefully some of our listeners in the UK will go back at the five weeks and read them. I do it differently. Everyone's doing podcasts. Well, not everyone has time to do podcasts. So I went a different route. I did 10 questions. I send it to the talent. Um, they fill it out. I post it uh, one, one a week. Um, so I'm excited. That's what started this episode. I had quite a few of our Ontario indie guys 
reach out to me or I've reached out to them about doing it a while ago and now with everything going on. So that's why my life's been a little hectic today. So, and I have messages, so I'm excited. Uh, I'm quite excited about uh, this week coming up on Tuesday. It's a wrestler I didn't know much about before. He follows us in the Scumbags um, group. And I did a little research, and I'm quite excited who it's going to be. And I'll tell you off air, because I don't want to spoil it. But I'm I'm quite excited, because he, he shares a name with us. So I'm very excited. Oh, okay. Well, we will definitely talk about that. We have a lot of things to discuss off air uh, with the planning for the Ontario Indie Tournament uh March Madness uh, show, and uh, yeah, thank you for everybody that joins us, whether you're live with us on uh, Twitch, YouTube, or Facebook, and of course, listening later on on uh, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, and where you get your podcasts from, like, subscribe, share, let's build this uh, community bigger, not just here in Canada, but over in the UK, and you can email us always at scumbasewrestling at gmail.com. We'll even uh, start sending out shirts across the pond if you want some, because we have some. Oh yeah, really, we're gonna have to start. Oh, we have some great merchandise that you're wanting to uh, check out, and that's another thing I'm building towards, along with a f- refreshing of our website. So I got a busy weekend ahead of me, and we'll have more uh, information I think next week. So until next time, have a great one, guys. Peace. <laughs>